Yeah. Would you mind telling the story to me? Certainly. Okay. So it's very important that you understand what success is in Hollywood. When I first went to Paramount, I signed to do this picture, Two Late Blues. So my first day in the studio, everyone was very excited, a new face, a new, uh, a new person coming onto the stage. So they asked me, what kind, do you want uh, uh, offices? So I said, yes, I want some offices, and I want my New York offices, you know. I want little, tiny, little rooms. So I got four tiny little rooms, no painting, white walls, and this is what it was going to be. So I get there, and I pick up the phone. I can't get anybody on the phone. No one will answer. I want a parking space. I can't, they won't, I have to park four miles away from, from the studio. So I finish the picture. I can't get anything. Extras, nobody. I, they won't give me any cooperation at all. I finished the picture. Just a minute, just, just all that because you had too small an office. Too small an office. Too small an office. Yes, this is not in the Hollywood tradition because the people think, well, I'm going to be fired because they don't give me a big office, you know. So the, the, uh, I finished the picture and, I, and Marty Rackin, who was the head of the studio, came to me and he said, we want you to be with us. We want you to have a big contract and we want you to be a big director with, with Paramount. I said, fine, I would like that very much, but I won't make any more small pictures for you because if they're not two or three million dollars, I won't make them. And a friend of mine, Don Siegel, who's a director, very good director, came to the offices and he said, no wonder you're a failure here in Hollywood because you have small offices, you know? So I, I was then, I was then smart enough to go out and I picked myself the biggest office that I could find, the grandest office, the secret panels, fireplace, everything bathroom, kitchen, two secretaries, places for all my friends. And I was now the biggest director on the lot because I had the biggest office on the lot. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. That is the late, the great, John Cassavetes. If you don't know who John Cassavetes is, so today... We revere independent cinema. In fact, many people do independent films for more notoriety, maybe, awards, just to say that they did an indie film. Well, that was John Cassavetes talking about the studio system. He was born December 9th, 1929, died February 3rd, 1989. Yesterday, he would have been 92 years old. His legacy lives throughout his children as well as his wife and muse, Jenna Rollins. They often worked together. He often made parts specifically for her. Most notably, A Woman Under the Influence and Gloria. Both times she was nominated for Academy Awards. But Cassavetes, I, I love what Peter Falk, Peter Falk, Peter Falk, Colombo, remember Colombo? Said of Cassavetes that he brought spontaneity back to film. What I liked about Cassavetes was, is that all of his friends could play in the sandbox with him. There are these beautiful photographs of him directing his wife, Jenna Rollins. In the freedom that she has to become this character where she just doesn't know where she's going but he knows through that camera and he's right there with her 
And so since it's a it's a cold, cold night, cold long night, I thought let's play a few selections from I mean you, you want to talk about in terms of killing of a Chinese bookie. Gloria. A woman under the influence. Faces. Opening night. Minia Mouskowitz. They made films together that stand the test, test of time. And so whenever you mention John Cassavetes, you, you also have to mention... Jenna Rollins because this was a this was a dynamic this was a partnership they both didn't like the way the film industry was so they made their own films so what they would do is they would make films and then they would take that money that they made and put it in because she said you always run out of money when you make these films they bankrolled the house several times their their friends and family were in these films their children were in the films they were true mavericks. They were true independent icons. Independent cinema. If you think about it, okay, you've got Roger Corman. You've got Scorsese coming up. But really, at the heart of that is John Cassavetes. And the acting was so raw. And I think Jenna... True, rightfully so, deserve that Oscar for a woman under the influence from the opening of the film to the last shot. It is truly a work of art, and so I like I like his style because it's like okay, you can get a group of your friends together and say, "Hey, let's go Casavetes." Everyone just play, ad lib if you must. Uh, of cinematographer of the killing of the Chinese book he said of Cassavetes he didn't like it if it was too perfect he wanted that the feel of the camera to look jumpy because it's, it's raw it's visceral it's right in there with you um but Jenna Rollins she lived it she lived it Many, many of those who worked, you know, like Ben Gazzara and Peter Falk are gone that worked with Cassavetes and Jenna Rollins still with us. She doesn't act anymore. But in terms of. Oh, my God. Here we go. Here, here's a little bit of a woman under the influence.
Do you know? Hey, listen. Can I ask you kids a question about me? Can I? When you see me, you know, do you feel, oh, I know her, that's Mom. Or do you ever think, I mean, do you ever think of me as, uh, as, uh, dopey or mean or, or, uh... No, you're smart, you're pretty, you're nervous, too. Thank you. Thank you. Give me your hand here, would you? Look at that. I didn't even know what a big hand you had. I play ball. Look at these lines. Look at I had no idea you had all these lines. And you got a great big wrist. Boy, hey, make a muscle for me, will you? I'm uh, for God's sake. Oh, please, come on. You remember the way you used to do your arm like that? And so that is two clips from a woman under the influence. Up until that point, Jenna Rollins and John Cassavetes had made many films together. Oftentimes he would write the performance and say he was going to get someone else to direct it, but he didn't like that, so he would do it himself. And for that, both John Cassavetes and Jenna Rollins were nominated for Academy Awards for Best Director and Best Actress. I want to highlight just those in terms of their perform the performances the cast and then in 1980 Jenna Rollins and John Cassavetes well, she was nominated again for Gloria Frank what are you going to do shoot a six year old Puerto Rican kid on the street you don't know nothing he don't even speak English now, Gloria had been remade in the 90s starring Sharon Stone. It's been re- remade also in, I believe, Italy. But nothing beats nothing beats the original. Joel, Jenna Rollins was nominated for Best Actress for Gloria. The two times that she worked with her husband, John Cassavetes. And so this, this partnership... It went on for a long, long time. As an actor, Cassavetti starred in Edge of the City, The Dirty Dozen, and Rosemary's Baby. He began his directing career with the 1959 independent feature Shadows, followed with the independent productions such as Faces, Husbands, A Woman Under the Influence, Opening Night, and Love Streams. He intermittently continued to work on studio projects such as Elaine May's Mickey and Nikki and his own Gloria. His films became associated with an improvisational cinema verte aesthetic. He collaborated frequently with rotating groups of friends, crew members, and actors, including his wife, Jenna Rollins, Peter Falk, Ben Gazzara, and Seamark Cell. Many of his films were shot and edited in his and Roland's own Los Angeles home. Yep, he was even nominated for an Academy Award for acting for The Dirty Dozen. And as a filmmaker, was nominated for Best Original Screenplay for Faces. And of course, Best Director for A Woman Under the Influence. Now, Cassavetes holds a very interesting distinction him and the late 
Robert Altman. Both have categories named for them at the Independent Spirit Awards. The Independent Spirit Awards named the John Cassavetes Award in his honor because he was all about that budget, maintaining the budget. Or else him and Jenna and the kids couldn't eat. And now if you listen to that clip earlier of Jenna Rollins in A Woman Under the Influence talking to her children, those are her real life children. And she's talking to them. So everyone was in on the action when making these films. And so I wanted to highlight both of them because they're American originals. I think many of you take independent cinema for granted. It's often a vehicle to win an award. Oh, you do this this tiny little independent film and you get notoriety for it. This was their life. This was their livelihood. And John Cassavetes has been gone since the 80s and we still revere him for those films. I was talking to a friend, friend of mine and he talked about the killing of a Chinese bookie and how raw it is. Or the film Husbands or Faces. And at the heart of that is Jenna Rollins. And Jenna Rollins, I mean, you John Cassavetes was a very smart man because he married this amazing actress. And Jenna Rollins could convey so much with her eyes, even into the, the fi- final parts of her career, because she no longer acts. She's retired now. And years later, got an honorary Oscar. And at that ceremony, I love what she said. She says, I would be remiss if I don't mention my late husband, John Cassavetes. And the audience broke into applause because they knew without General, without John Cassavetes, you don't have Jenna Rollins. And it, it's a beautiful thing to watch this, this, this partnership. How they work together, you know, that, that's all about the arts and the sciences, you know? And um, let me get to... Let me find it. Here we go. This is when she received her honorary Oscar in 2015. She was so funny. We had a great time. Well, I don't want to talk your heads off. I would feel remiss if I didn't mention my late husband, John Cassavetes. He wrote me the most magnificent parts, and for other actresses too. And 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 sometimes he directed them. And I surely do have to thank him for that. Oh, and I, I did want to thank, thank the Board of Governors for introducing me to this fine fellow. <laughs> Tall and shiny and gold. Very him. So what would, how would he direct people in his He would keep film? talking until you were so confused that you didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> so it was like on. double talk? And that's, no. No, no, he, it was never that obvious. 
He would grab, he would get your attention. He would believe, he said, oh, no, I got it. But then, boom, oh, wait a minute, wait, that didn't fit with this. And he would hold your attention. When he got all done, he said, holy Jesus. And then he was saying, action, open Christ. And you were off balance. Deliberately, but that's good. So that's what he wanted. He wanted you to be off balance. He didn't want you to impose your technique. He didn't want you to impose your ideas. Well, this should be fast, this should be slow, this should be loud, this should be softer, I'll take a pause, all that shit, that was all shit to him. Great, I mean, that's good, but then every time you see a performance that everybody agrees is very spontaneous, usually it's, it's, it does, there's no rules in being used, you know? The thing about John was, that was difficult for me was to trust that whenever I made a fool of myself, he wouldn't use it. That was the hard part. He promised you that, didn't he? Oh, he promised, but I, I, you know, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe nothing like that. But it was only until after we finished Husbands that I said to myself, you know, maybe this guy is right. I wanted to end with that because many of us. There was a resurgence of Columbo. You remember Columbo from the 1970s? 1990s and the 2000s. I know because my family watched Columbo. I know about Peter Falk. I think we all do. And his love and reverence for John Cassavetes. Because as he said, John Cassavetes brought spontaneity back to film. To be a true independent, you got to color outside the lines. And how he would allow his actors to just do what they needed to do you knew the script he wouldn't talk to you about the script because he knew you already knew it he was a pro and so I thought to have these people talk about their love for John Cassavetes and keeping that memory alive and so whenever you watch not the Oscars but the Independent Spirit Awards on the Independent Film Channel Always get ready for the John Cassavetes Award. Because that's a true trailblazer award right there. In fact, if we let's let's examine it briefly. The Independent Spirit Award, John Cassavetes Award, is presented to the creative team of a film budgeted at less than five hundred thousand by the Film Independent, a nonprofit organization dedicated to independent film and independent filmmakers is named after actor-screenwriter-director John Cassavetes, a pioneer of American independent film. Created for the 15th Independent Spirit Awards, it was originally called the Independent Spirit Award for Best First Feature, under 500000 After that, the rules changed so that any feature film budgeted under 500000 could be eligible regardless of how many films the director has made. Hence the new name. It has gone on to The Blair Witch Project, Chuck and Buck, Jackpot, Personal Velocity, The Station Agent, Mean Creek, Convectioneers, August Evening, In Search of a Midnight Kissed, Hump Day, Daddy Long Legs, Pariah, Middle of Nowhere, This is Martin Boner, Land Ho, Krishna, 
Spa Night, Life and Nothing More, El El Septimo, Septimo Dia, Give Me Liberty, and in the 2000s, Residue. So, the memory, as well as the style of John Cassavetes, is alive and well. And when you watch those films, you're going to think, whoa, are they really acting? Or are they just having fun? Because, you know, all actors are told that. Just be yourself. Catherine Hepburn famously said to Anthony Hopkins in the line in winter, you got a big body, you got a big voice. You got nice eyes. Don't act. Just use your body. So that's what he did. So Seymour Cassell and Peter Falk and Ben Gazzara and Jenna Rollins used their bodies to collaborate with the, the great John Cassavetes. So as always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>